Welcome back to West Beth. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. And this is your Beverly Hills 90210 podcast, where we break down every episode of the 10-season show. Today, we're talking about Season 5, Episode 13, Up in Flames. Mary, what happened this week? This episode has everything. Thanksgiving-adjacent timing, pine cones for Cindy, the win from last season that makes you do dumb stuff, a crackpot party plan from Griffin and Steve, accidental lesbians, Emily Valentine, and fire. (laughs) Steve throws a holiday rave in a party mansion sourced by Griffin. It has problems, mostly with the electricity, but Val steps in to help with everything else, offering to make it up to and later with Steve. David and Claire are in charge of posting the party info to the internet, and David accidentally invites all the lesbians. (laughs) The power at the party keeps going out, and Griffin keeps replacing blown fuses. Instead of listening when the cook they hired warns him that they're using too much power, Griffin's like, I'm in charge of electricity, so this place will burn down if I say so. (laughs) The house catches fire, discovered by Muntz, who causes a panic and a stampede to the door. Ray, who thanks to Donna was playing in one of the chill rooms upstairs, helps people to safety, including Steve and Val. Callie and a girl named Allison, who went off to find a secret bathroom before the fire started, are trapped inside. Meanwhile, Brandon reunites with Emily Valentine after she calls him from France. She has a four-hour layover, which actually happens to be a week-long layover. You know, in case Brandon wants to hang out for a week. After a long day of pretending their feelings for each other are over and poorly timed, when it's time to say goodbye, they don't and presumably bang. Oh yeah, also Dylan. <laughs> I have been begging for lesbians for five seasons. We all have. <laughs> We've finally gotten the lesbians, and I have to thank David Silver for it. Right? An accidental, like, drop, he called it a drop into the wrong forum or something like that. <laughs> that was my favorite part when they, they went back to the Delphi forum. Yep. And he was just like, oops, in the wrong place. No, I fixed it. I was like, I don't believe you did. I I think you just kept it there and then put it in the right place. (laughs) I thoroughly enjoyed the whole, like, list of all the different forms they could place it. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, when he was like, oops, no, I fixed it. I was like, you didn't, and I can't wait to see what you invited. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I don't know what I, like, was expecting Grandmas. Yeah. (laughs) Internet grandmas. Internet grandmas. Oh, man. Can you imagine, like, grandmas using the internet then? Like, because I can't imagine grandmas using the internet now, but think about then. It would be something like my (laughs) mother-in-law. Like, she's very internet savvy and was in the 90s, so, like, I just imagine her showing up to this party and just being like, I mean, I do really like taco bars. (laughs) I heard there would be tacos. That would entice me to come to a party. I know, right? I'm like... (laughs) Show up for the invite, stay for the tacos. Exactly. Drop the taco, get in the car. Brie Larson commercial. It's <laughs> like my favorite thing. She's like, drop the taco, get in the car. Um, but okay, so, oh, one other comment I was thinking about while Mary was reading the synopsis is we can't have Emily Valentine without, without fire. fire. They, they are each other. <laughs> right? I just wonder, like, which came first? The storyline about the fire and then them being like... Well, let's just call Christine Elise because she, I think she was dating Jason Priestley at this point. So like she oh. would have been around Oh wow! or if they were just like, we want Emily Valentine to come back. What else can we do with this? <laughs> Set a house on fire with Kelly in it. Make sure it's not her fault. Because <laughs> even like talking more about David is when he was like, wasn't that that fire starter girl? Like, 
Girl, you remember her. This was two years ago. Like, not ten years ago. <laughs> I, I do love that Ray and Claire are both there at that time, and they're not just, like, fire starter. <laughs> right. I'm sorry, what now? <laughs> yeah, like, Claire is just sitting right behind him, just like, yeah, you did it a fire starter. <laughs> cool. <laughs> not my worst Wednesday. Like, <laughs> she probably dealt with it on her own. Um, but okay, so we start the episode at the Walsh house where Kelly and Brandon walk in from outside with a whole bunch of pine cones. Yeah, and I don't I don't think I wrote this down, but I'm pretty sure Brandon said that they like went into other neighbors' yards for these pine cones. <laughs> and just picturing like some 20-somethings running through the back of my house picking up pine cones and like am I mad about this? Yeah, like sure that cleans my yard up a bit, but why what are you doing <laughs> those are mine <laughs> honestly i thought they were picking them up to do like crafts or something that, yeah like, cindy was gonna make um what is it where you like cover it in peanut butter and bird seeds so that they're little bird feeders oh yeah or like even make some wreath out of it or something or yeah also feels very on brand for cindy yeah like i'm with it mm-hmm. the next thing that i wrote down was kelly saying she learned how to build fires and brownies <laughs> What brownie? Like, I didn't learn this. Did you learn this? I was I was in brownies for, like, a week and then peaced out of there. I got grounded right before my brownies camping trip and I didn't get to go. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so sad. I feel like it was partially an excuse because my grandma was also in town that weekend. But, oh, so they were but like... I talked back to my mom, like, that week and my mom was like, well, you can't go to your brownies trip. I don't think I was ever going to that brownies trip. <laughs> No, I never learned stuff like this. Like, we we did a lot of food-related things. Hmm. And then the one time we went camping, the only thing I remember from camping is we were staying in cabins and somebody left the door open to our cabin, so a raccoon got in, so we <gasps> couldn't stay in the cabin. So, like, all of us were in a different cabin and didn't have our stuff. Oh, my. Yeah. But I never learned how to build a fire. Huh. So... Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't in it. I I think I was in it for literally like a day or a week or something, and I don't know why I quit. I think, yeah, I have no idea. A lot of my friends did it, but it was just never my thing. Yeah, I made it all the way to juniors, and I have no idea what comes after that because we moved, mm. and like <laughs> when we moved, when I was in fifth grade, it was just like start over, and like I didn't join a a troop down here. Hmm. I just like got into basketball yeah unfortunately <laughs> just like brandon oh um but yeah so in this scene also brandon had told cindy about kelly being on the cover of 17 and she's like you told her like i don't know why she's ashamed of it i i feel like i would have really thoroughly enjoyed a scene though of like cindy going to the grocery store and just like seeing the 17 magazine mm -hmm. in line and just like running home to be like oh my god brandon and him being like his usual brandon self of like yeah mom i know yeah she's on the cover she's doing modeling what about it <laughs> yeah like ugh, my my little heart breaks for kelly being like i don't want anybody to know about mm -hmm. this it's like very early stages it might not even happen like I just want Kelly to be, like, happy about the thing that she's doing. She does not sound like she actually wants to do this. Well, and she just sounds like she wants people to make a big deal of it, but she's trying to tell people she doesn't want, like, to make a big deal out of it. Like, she doesn't – I think she does want people to know about it, but she 
doesn't want to be the one to tell them. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's like, she's almost going too far in one direction being like, well, I don't know. I don't really want people to know. It's like, I think on some level she does, but she just doesn't know how to bring the attention on herself. It's almost like she doesn't want the attention, but she wants the attention. Yeah. No, that's fair. Cause yeah, I mean, she wouldn't agree to do it right. if she didn't want at least some sort of attention. But yeah, she's just like, I don't know, going to never acknowledge the fact that she's on magazine covers. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Hmm. I can relate to that mindset so much. Um, as a Leo sun with a Cancer moon and rising, I crave attention and then cry when I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I do want, we don't know when Kelly's birthday is, do we? Um... Because we know when Donna's is, we know kind of when Steve's is, we know when Brandon and Brenda's are, but have we seen Kelly? I don't hmm. know. I'm going to Google it. Yeah, I'd be very curious about that. I don't recall. I don't think so. Yeah. Because I think the other ones have just like happened upon us. Like Steve's mm-hmm. birthday was during the May dance and Donna's birthday is Christmas. Mm-hmm. So like, I think those have just like happened upon us. So Kelly may just have like... I don't know, July birthday, so sure. we never see it. Okay, so there's two birthdays um, listed for her. Okay. March 1975, but also September 1974. Oh. She doesn't strike me as a Virgo. No, me neither. But if she's early September, she could, could she be a Leo? No, um, Virgo starts on September, or no, on August 23rd, I think. Okay. Mm. So what would what would March be? Is that probably Aquarius? Pisces? Either um, Pisces or I can't remember what's after Pisces. I'm looking it up. Libra, maybe. I don't know. I could just be pulling that out of my behind. I don't know anything about signs. Aries. Aries. Mm. Oh, I could. Which would be 21st of March to April 19th. Hmm. I feel like I could see that for her. I could too. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna go with Kelly's and Aries. Mm. Mm. Um, but it's okay because. Like, all of this attention that she doesn't want gets, you know, totally taken off of her because they get an international call, which I love that Kelly answers it. And then Mm -hmm. it's just like, yeah, we'll accept the charges. Like, this is not your house. (laughs) Like, I'm sure they will, but you don't get to decide that. Right. Yeah. Because she just answers the phone. And obviously, because she thinks it's Brenda. She's like, oh, hey, Brenda. And then it's like, nope, not Brenda. I know. I love that it's Emily, but mm-hmm. then Emily is just like, is Brandon there? And Kelly's just like, hmm? who else would be calling Brandon? Right. And to be fair, she has a right to be concerned about this. Yes, for sure. And Brandon is like, not worried. Worry is the wrong word. It's like, um, hesitant, I think. Because he's like, hello? Yeah. Because... <laughs> If it's not Brenda, who else does he know internationally? Yep. And then they start talking, and you can just see his face like, what do I do? I'm kind of panicking right now. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, like, this is not a scenario where you can be like, let me call you back later, or like, let me go take this in the other room. Like, right. your girlfriend is literally right there, and if you try and leave or, like, process your emotions, mm-hmm. you're going to get in trouble. Yep. Yep. And... He's got to do it quickly because apparently Emily is going to be spending some time in the old BH. <laughs> uh, and like, I don't know. I kind of want to just like talk about them, Emily and Brandon. Yeah. Just because like, I feel like the other stuff is a very like solid story. And Brandon really does not cross into 
the party story at all. True. That's true. Yeah, because, you know, uh, Emily says she's going to come. She's got this layover. Brandon can come pick her up. And Kelly's really upset about this because basically, like, a year ago, almost exactly, is when Brandon, like, just left and found Mm -hmm. himself in San Francisco with Emily Valentine where they slept together. Yep. And Brandon's just like, oh, yeah, I just went to visit her and it was totally fine. And Kelly's just like, bruh, we all know it wasn't just fine. Right. Well, yeah, because he just, like, disappears um, and, like, abandons everything and is gone and then doesn't really tell anybody about it, like, after the fact. And so Kelly's like, no, no, you're going to tell me what went down. You're going to tell me what, like, what I have to be worried about. Like, I need the whole picture here. Um, and I, I feel like that's pretty fair for her because she yeah. is feeling kind of, you know, self-conscious with the whole modeling thing. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, Emily Valentine just happens to show up. Right. Right. Which I it reminded me of the senior breakfast episode where they were asking Brandon who like the love of his life was or the mm-hmm. girl that got away and it was not Emily Valentine. Mm-hmm. Like y'all, we all know it was Emily Valentine. Yeah. Um, but like Brandon ends up staying the night. They both wake up in the middle of the night because of the Santa Ana winds, which are just like yeah, sexy winds that make you do weird stuff. I guess. I guess. It's weird, though, because they both... So, yeah, when they're outside, first Brandon's by himself, and he's, like, reminiscing about... Or, I guess, just thinking about Emily and their time together. And then Kelly comes outside, and they don't really talk to each other. They just kind of stand next to each other. And then all of a sudden, Kelly is reminiscing about Dylan. Yeah, which was so weird to me. Yes, for me too, because I thought, sure, Dylan could still be hanging on to Kelly, but I didn't think Kelly was still hanging on to Dylan because she's happy with, presumably, happy with Brandon. Yeah, I mean, like, basically the second they broke up, she flew to D.C. to be with Brandon. Yep. But yeah, I guess, you know, he's on the brain. I don't know if it's the Santa Ana wins or because Emily Valentine showed up that she's starting to think about, like, well, who would be the one that got away for me? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, neither of them will admit that what they're thinking about. And Kelly's just like, oh, I'm just thinking that, like, a lot happens in a year. hmm Which is true. But, yeah, I guess, like, with this whole, you know, mindset, Kelly ends up going to see Dylan at the rehab, mm-hmm. telling him that she's been modeling, confirming to him again that she's, like, still dating Brandon. That's, you know, going on. And then Dylan says... He's not going to pretend that it's easy to see her with Brandon, but also that he realizes a lot of his problems started when he lost her and, mm-hmm. like, correlation but not causation. Right. Like, these things can happen at the same time, but they don't necessarily have anything to do with each other. Like, I mean, the stuff that went down was because of Kevin and Suzanne, not Kelly. Like, Yeah, I mean, part of the reason that he and Kelly broke up was because Kelly hated his sister. Yes. and yeah and they never talked about anything and they never got like in their feelings about stuff they were just like we're gonna bang or we're gonna fight (laughs) that's it yeah like it was not a healthy relationship and it it takes you know time distance and a lot of like mental health to work through all these things and acknowledge like we were not good together Mm -hmm. even if like physically we're really good together and I've been thinking a lot about you and like 
as soon as we broke up, my whole life fell apart. So if we got back together, my life would be better. Like it requires a lot to get out of that mindset, but I am on the outside. So I was just like, no, you guys are wrong. Don't do this. Yeah. I mean, maybe the intent was to say like, like you were saying, like going through his process of trying to like either make amends or just come to realizations about stuff. Maybe the intent was to just be like, yeah, things were really good when I, when like, or at least they seemed good when we were together. And then once we broke up, everything started spiraling. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, it just, especially with somebody like Kelly, that's that I could see how that would be a triggering thing to say. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's all to be like, instead of having it be like a triangle, it's more like a like parallelogram mm-hmm. kind of a thing where it's like, Kelly has Brandon and Dylan, and then Brandon has Kelly and Emily. And man, could you imagine if Emily also had Dylan and Brandon and just like actually make it? Oh my gosh. I would lose my mind. That'd be so weird. I wonder what it would be like if Emily dated Dylan. Chaos. But like, I kind of like it. They're both intellectuals with like very like uh, emotional. extremes yeah that's true that's why i think it could be like basically just like to use a fire theme but like gasoline to fire like just explode i mean i don't i don't think we'll ever know no and to be fair i don't think emily should come back no i don't either like you know brandon goes to pick her up at the airport they leave for the four-hour layover which (laughs) Had me thinking, like, if you have a four-hour layover at, like, an L.A. airport, I don't know if they're at LAX or one of the other ones, but, like, you just stay and go to, like, the Starbucks in the airport. Right. You just, like, go sit somewhere at a restaurant or... Yeah. yeah. Like, Hartsfield-Jackson, I don't think... Maybe I would Marta up a little bit, but, like, I would not choose to leave the airport. I also have a lot of anxiety about missing flights, Mm. but... I mean, four hours is not that long. Like... In most cases, some people get to the airport two hours before their flight, so yeah. and it's not unreasonable. There's no pre-check. Right. What if there's a really long line in security? Right. Also, she had lots of bags. She had so <laughs> many bags. I was like, why are you carrying all of this stuff? That should have tipped Brandon off that she was going to be here longer than four hours, because why did you have all this stuff? Yeah, like, why wouldn't she have, like, checked that baggage? Exactly. And why wouldn't it be just still in the airport getting loaded onto her plane? Yeah, exactly. Waiting to do that. Also, when he takes her to the hotel later, they don't carry any of the bags into the hotel with them. And I was like, where is all of her luggage? I don't know. That's a good point. I didn't even notice that. It's just the luggage got onto me. (laughs) Just the whole thing. But then, like... I don't know. They they go to leave the airport and Brandon invites Emily to the rave and then she's like, oh, I'm trying to avoid the party scene. And then Brandon's just like, whatever, I'm over that time that you drugged me. <laughs> yeah. I'm over the time that you gave me that drug at that rave and everything went to shit after that. Yeah. My car got completely destroyed. That's right. I got drugged. Yes. And like, it's all this stuff. She accidentally says I love you which Mm -hmm. honestly feels like emotional manipulation that she's like oh it just slipped out like right did it did it really that's the thing is like she probably should just said I'm I'm sorry I didn't mean to say that like I do love you but like I know we're at different points in our lives or 
something. More the acknowledgement rather than just it slipped out. Yeah, but then they go to the peach pit where she confesses that she's lied to him and it's not a layover for four hours. It's a week-long layover. Mm-hmm. It's like you've lied to him. You've drugged him. You're just telling him that you love him. All of this stuff. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I have a girlfriend. It's Kelly. And then she badmouths Kelly. She Yeah, she's like, Kelly Taylor is about as Beverly Hills as you can get. And, like, not in a good way. <laughs> yeah. And then they have a conversation about how she said she'd call and she didn't. She said she'd write and she didn't. So, like, he moved on. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, Emily, you need to back the F off. Yeah. Like, I am not Brandon's number one fan. But in this case, like, I will – defend him and be like you need to back away from him well he did move on like and that's what he should have done like they had a fling yeah i I understand they have this like deep connection or whatever but like they've seen each other once in a year and then before that it was like two years i think actually i think he sees her like every year right because they dated i think in this uh second season and then the third season is when he goes to see her at the hospital over christmas then the fourth season is when he goes to see her at Thanksgiving in San Francisco. And mm-hmm. then now she's here in the fifth season. Like, yeah. I get, I totally get what the show is doing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, it's, it's good TV. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my God, please stop. I know. It's Baby. Just, it does suck for Brandon because he's so conflicted. But I don't even think he's necessarily conflicted about his feelings for her, like romantically. Just more like the idea of what she could be or could do or could like change in his life you know Mm -hmm. he doesn't know how to act like because he doesn't i don't think he like he tells andrea earlier um that he really loves kelly and she says but you're still in love with emily and he says no like he literally says no i'm not and i believe him you know sometimes i think like especially with um characters who have love interests and stuff it's like you do the whole trope of you don't realize your feelings, right? Like mm-hmm. you're you're the idiot because you can't figure out your own feelings um, until it hits you right in the face. But with Emily, I actually don't think Brandon really loves her. I think he just wants to protect her, maybe, or like be a positive force in her life. I don't know, but I don't think it's love. Yeah, I almost wonder if it's like his feelings about her are like, yeah, that what if mm-hmm. of like, well, what if she's the love of my life and like I have to you know think about it but then yeah if she's out of his mind she's literally out of his mind and he's happy with Kelly but then she mm-hmm. shows up and she's just and he's just like but the idea of her right and like their history and everything they've been through and all that stuff yeah because I mean you know they they go to the peach pit they have this coffee then they're driving around and Emily is just like you know if we just like took this ramp over here, it'd be like a couple hours and we're back in San Francisco and back at that time where you came to visit me and we were so good for that other time. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's just the same thing over and over again. Every time we see them, they're, like, kind of touching on these ideas where they want to be together, but they're not going to be together. Right. I mean, he even says, like, if she had asked him last year to move to San Francisco with her, he would have done it. But she didn't ask. He didn't do it. He moved on. Yeah. No, like, they are literally, they are the one that got away kind of a thing. Yeah. Which is just why I thought of the senior breakfast. I was like, it's not the ice skater. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's always been Emily Valentine. Like, I could totally see, you know, 10 years in the future this being, like, 
the notebook kind of a thing where it was like, it's you. It's always been you. Oh, my gosh. But not right now. No. Not yet. No. And then, yeah, the, like, he ends up bailing on all of these plans because her layover is longer than four hours and he's not just dropping her back off at the airport and going to the rave. He ends up spending, yeah, presumably the whole night with her. Mm-hmm. And he goes to leave and she's like, I don't want to say goodbye. And he's like, okay. And then they make out. I don't like cheating ever. No. But especially not this because you know he's going to like get out of this. Like I I think they're going to – I don't think they're going to break up. I don't think Kelly's going to break up with him. So I was thinking about this because, you know, in the other thing, Kelly's really mad that he bailed on this party with her Mm -hmm. and then she gets trapped in a basement bathroom where nobody knows that she is in a fire (laughs) – and that's that's not Brandon's fault at all, but it's that same like, if Brandon had been there, maybe this wouldn't have happened. Yeah, and I don't know that Kelly's going to be able to let that go. That's a good point. Um, I didn't think about it like that. Like, it's so it's less about the cheating and more the trauma of it all. Like that's, it's everything. Yeah, I think it's like maybe if it was just the cheating, it'd be fine. Yeah, just because this is TV and you know, people move past things a lot better than I would. Yeah. (laughs) But because there's also this traumatic experience that in Kelly's mind, what if he was here and it didn't happen? Right. I don't know that she's going to be able to let that go. That's a fair point. And I agree with you. I think regardless of what happens, Kelly is going through a a traumatic experience. Yeah. (laughs) And Brandon wasn't there. So even if it had nothing to do with him, she still is going to be shaken and affected by this so it wouldn't be too surprising if she just needed space from everything and everyone yeah to like compartmentalize and like push through her process yeah yeah process Mm -hmm. yeah it was i was thinking about it this morning where i was like it's not fair to brandon to be like but you weren't there because like yeah cell phones don't exist this was like a wild experience but yeah i don't know that kelly's gonna be able to let it go I will be very interested to see how both of them honestly process this. Because, yeah, Brandon probably isn't going to find out about this until he gets home if Val goes home. Mm, Right. Because she might go stay with Steve. Yeah. Because of what happens with him. My gosh. I am going to think very little of Steve if he and Val actually get back together. He too weak. Because, yeah, like... I guess, you know, we can talk about the party now. The first thing that we learn about the party is when Steve brings the flyers to the Peach Pitch to talk about the rave. And it's, like, him and Griffin throwing it together, and Val wants to chat, and, Mm -hmm. like, she wants to help. You know, at first, he's just like, okay, well, it's for the party. Like, here are some flyers. You can help pass these out. Yeah. And, you know, we don't really see Val for a while, but the idea is that she is going to essentially be, like, co-throwing this on top of Griffin and Steve throwing it. Right. It's like she's just trying to weasel her way back in because of all the drama that happened between her and Steve, obviously. And then Steve is so weak when it comes to girls in general. But I feel like especially Valerie. Yeah, it it drives me nuts. Like, she finally officially broke up with Dylan, and so now she wants to be with Steve. Right. Like, that's mean to Steve. It is mean to Steve. Oh, man, so many, like... um toxic relationships are going on in this episode i guess because it's like dylan telling kelly that 
it's all her fault, basically. Yeah. Um, Val trying to get back with Steve when she shouldn't and doesn't like him like that. Or she might, but she's going about it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And then the whole Emily Valentine thing. This is, that's the theme of this episode, I guess, is just bad relationships. And Allison and her girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Oh I don't God. even remember her girlfriend's name. I really wish I had written it down at some point. I didn't write but, it down either. But yeah, I mean, like, they do not have a good relationship because every time Allison's, like, trying to just go to the bathroom with Kelly, her girlfriend's just like, where are you going? Mm-hmm. It's like, not every girl is a thing. <laughs> yeah. That's such a straight girl thing to, like, worry about, too, though. Like, for someone who's not a straight girl worrying that she's going to go pick up every straight girl she sees. Mm-hmm. That's such a, like, e- like a um, high ego or whatever thing to do. Like, you know, before, I don't know, like, used to be, like, 10, 15 years ago, like, you might be worried that, oh, if you're gay, that means you're attracted to me. Like, yeah, <laughs> doesn't matter what's going on, like so full of yourself to think that um but yeah such bad relationships this whole episode every uh, uh, not every single one of them almost every single one of them because like you know claire and david are supposed to post this on the forum this is where we get the scene at the beach apartment where they're yep. doing that donna wants ray to play play at the rave but like yeah donna and ray are doing all good yeah claire and david are doing all good. they're just like kind of existing in the background of this episode yeah and just like chilling out and it's weird that they're just like yeah we're we're solid relationships we're just gonna go dance yeah it's kind of nice though like which that's what happens when you have a big cast is you can't always focus on every single character but I do appreciate when shows these days spend time letting couples just exist without Mm -hmm. drama because if you think about it for the most part Hopefully, if you're in a good relationship, that's what your life is. Like, you're just hanging out together, spending time, like, being nice to each other. Like, it doesn't always have to be this, like, super extreme drama, like, all the time. And so, obviously, the drama makes, you know, good TV and is highly entertaining. But it is nice to just see couples just be. Yeah. Well, and I think that makes the drama, like, more heightened. True. Like, we've seen... Brandon and Kelly have a pretty good relationship for a little while. And then like, despite having such a good relationship, Emily shows up and immediately they're going to start fighting. Yep. And like, I mean, they really leveled up the drama with putting Kelly in a house fire. Yes. Because Brandon wasn't there. Yes. But like, yeah, them having good relationship stuff for the past couple of episodes to this really like heightens the whole thing. That's very true. Um, so yeah, so we're, at the house that they're gonna have the rave at and nothing's ready like this looks like a literal like vacant house like no yeah furniture no like it almost looks like the house needs a paint job like needs repairs everywhere like i mean it's definitely a fixer upper since mm-hmm. that one fuse keeps blowing but it's so uh i don't know if it's like just 20 year old idiocy or mm-hmm. like Stephen Griffin's confidence mm. that this fuse keeps blowing and they're like, it's fine. It's just totally fine. Everything's right. going to be fine. We're going to be able to pull this off. I mean, Steve is literally walking through the house being like, we're going to put the music over here. Mm-hmm. We're going to put the food over here. And then upstairs are going to be all the mood rooms and we're totally going to pull this off by tonight or tomorrow night or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Griffin, he's just grumpy 
always this episode. He's just always mad. And Val's there too. And, and because, again, she's like the organized one and the smart one and actually kind of like good, like we've seen in the past week with business and things like that. She has been making a list of all the things that they need to accomplish by tomorrow night and then split it three ways. So like, Griffin, here's your task. Steve, here's your task. And then these are mine. We will get this done. Stop worrying and take care of your list. <laughs> Which ugh, I just, I relate to that so I much. I know. That speaks to me. I love sure. a good list. Yeah. Well, and just, she didn't make any drama about it, right? Like yeah. she was just like, all right, that needs to be done. Write it down. That needs to be done. Write it down. Like she didn't go around saying, oh my God, there's so much to do. Like Griffin, who's like, we're never going to, we should just not even do this because it's never going to get done. No, she just goes to work on her little list, splits it up, and that's it. Let's just get it done. And I love that Steve is just like, you are too chill right now. (laughs) What is your motive? What is your angle that you are playing right now? Okay, but like, where's the lie? Right? Like, to be fair, we've seen her be like chill and like taking charge and stuff so far and like not really – having an ulterior motive necessarily like the um uh whatever the episode was called where they were stealing the mascot and she was just like oh yeah i totally know what to do here's what we're gonna do right but like yeah steve's been burned so he's just like i don't trust you Mm -hmm. you have something going on and of course her like response is the only thing i want is you and she that's okay we know valerie at this point to be manipulative (laughs) We know her to be um, calculated, and we know her to be good at being in charge. Mm-hmm. But also now we know that she pinpoints and finds weaknesses in people. She knows Steve's weakness is her, <laughs> or like girls in general. And so if you just play to his ego or play to his heart, he'll do whatever you want. And I do feel like this is, you know, she says, I don't have any angle or ulterior motive. I just Mm -hmm. want another chance with you. But, like, if you think about it, getting in with him would put her back in the group, no problem. That's true. Like, I feel like even Kelly would let it go because the show won't let go that Kelly and Steve have history. Right. True. Oh, my God. (laughs) I can't with that. I know. I can't even get on that tangent. I know. So, anyway, they're fixing up the house. And then Donna shows up with Ray's truck. And Donna, being also the very smart girl that she is, is like, hold on. If I'm going to give you this, you're going to do something for me. (laughs) And she just basically says, like, I want you to let Ray play in one of the mood rooms, specifically the chill room, because he's got a chill vibe about him. Um, So if you let him do that, then you can have the truck. And it is so cute. First of all, Steve says he likes Ray. I saw, yeah, I wrote that down. Yeah. He, he's like, ah, yeah, sure. I like Ray. Like it just, it just casually, I like Ray. And then they try to shake on it. <laughs> and Donna does the like, whoop, like with her inner hair. <laughs> and Steve loves it. Oh my God. He's so adorable. He's like, you're slick. You're so slick. S-L-I-C-K. And like, we always talk about how this show, like, all the friends are very handsy with each other, but this was, like, a cute handsy. You know, like, Steve kind of, like, wraps her up and then, like, pushes her in the truck. Is like, I'll take you back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a ride. Like, how cute. And that actually makes me think sometimes that maybe Steve really is a good friend. You know, I mean, 
he goes through the ringer. I was going to say, sometimes we don't get to see that. Right. And we get to see, like, she literally just brought him the truck, doesn't have a way home, but Steve is immediately like, I'll take you back right now. Like, yeah. that's cute. Ugh. I loved all of that, but it still bothered me that, like, two episodes ago, Steve was like, I can't be friends with you, Donna, because Griffin is my fraternity brother. I know. And then this episode, he loved Donna and just shit on Griffin. (laughs) True. No, it's like, they keep doing this to Steve, where they're just like, we're going to make him, like, real shitty for a while, and then we're just going to give you these, like, tiny little sprinklings of where he's a good friend, and he's nice to everybody, and, like, he's doing the things that you think he should do. Mm -hmm. But, like, don't forget... Keg House and Griffin and all of these other things. Yeah. It's almost like, which obviously, like, you can't twist certain words and certain lines in a script, but it's almost like how sometimes they do with Brandon, where Jason Priestley just reads, like, delivers a line in such a heightened way, and you're just like, hold on, why did you say that like that? <laughs> they almost do that with Steve a little bit and make him too much of an asshole and then too much of a great guy. It's like... He's, there's no middle ground with Steve. And I don't know if that's Ian Ziering in his delivery or if that's literal script where it's mm-hmm. like, do you just not know how to write Steve? Like, what do we not know what we're doing with this character? Like, because that's the thing is Ian Ziering is very charming. Very charming. Probably one of the most charming people on the show. And so you can tell, like, give him good stuff. Let, let him be a good guy. And he's brilliant with it. It seems weird when he's an asshole. Like, it just doesn't compute, you know? Yeah, and, like, a lot of the stuff that we seem to keep liking about him are, like, little physical things that he does or, like, yeah, the way he's delivering lines where he's, like, like, you know, getting all, like, handsy but in a fun, cute way Mm -hmm. with Donna or when he does the little, like, head things or when he just goes, duh. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, or, like... His stuff with the little ice cream vendor thing at the concert. Like, that's the thing. I think they just waste his talents sometimes because his talent is humor, cuteness, and whimsy. He's just a big bag of whimsy. (laughs) I I just want nothing more than, like, a good, you know, real good arc for Steve. I don't even Mm -hmm. care how many episodes it is, but where, like, things are actually kind of going his way. Yeah. And, like, he gets to be the happy, fun guy and, like, doing really well with his party planning and, like, oh, yeah, I really like this. I'm going to get into, you know, marketing or get a, Mm -hmm. you know, business degree or something so that I can do this thing I love. Like, I just want something good for Steve because this is not going to end well for Steve. No, it's not. It is not. Yeah. um, I mean, we kind of, like, have this little jump forward in time and the rave is dead. Mm -hmm. Like, there is nobody there. Steve is really upset about it. And then a bunch of women show up. Mm-hmm. And I love that, like, Steve just intuits. He's just like, this isn't just a ton of women. This isn't like a sorority found this. <laughs> yeah. Silver invited lesbians. Yeah. He's just like, two, two, two. two. <laughs> He's, like, putting the pieces together in his head. He's, like, the the meme with the lady and the math equations. (laughs) He's, like, I can figure this out. I'm smart enough. And then he's, like, Claire, silver? (laughs) I just, oh, and I even love how he's just, like, silver. Mm Mm-hmm. Where did you post this? (laughs) Like, ugh, I just, 
I love Steve. And he doesn't even say lesbians. He's just like, do you have perhaps put it in a women seeking women group? <laughs> and he's like, mm, yeah, I think that might have happened. <laughs> he doesn't even try to lie or like make up an excuse. He's like, yeah, probably. <laughs> Nothing would have made me happier than like if Claire hadn't been there when he was posting it. And he was like, yeah, I thought, you know, women seeking other women to go to a party <laughs> with. Right. <laughs> Best friends. Yeah. They're just gal pals. <laughs> Like, like, that would be such a himbo David thing to do. Which, like, I know they can't all be himbos, but right. I would love if everyone on this show just every now and then just had, like, really dumb hot guy moments. Mm-hmm. And then, like, everyone else around them is just like, oh, my God. <laughs> Poor baby. I think my favorite thing about a room full of lesbians <laughs> is if that if they had invited a room full of straight women, it would be the same level of interest for all yes. of the male characters. Yes. They even, like, make a point about that later, about, like, the fact that it's lesbians, but it's also just women in general, whereas if it had been boys. Yeah, Val was like, no, we would not have been okay with this. And Steve is even like, oh, yeah, you're right. Have I told you about, like, that time a couple months ago? Mm-hmm. Which is so interesting that they brought that up. I know. So interesting. I was like, oh, Steve, look at you, like, acknowledging mm-hmm. that you have falls and that you've learned from them. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of you. I know. I mean, like... Because, again, this was mid, early to mid-90s, and, like, we were just, you know, close to, like, the AIDS epidemic and a lot of, um, I guess, more visibility into, like, LGBTQ culture. Mm-hmm. And I was really happy at how, like, they act like it's not really that big of a deal. Like, it was a big deal that David put the posting in the wrong forum, but it wasn't a big deal of the outcome, right? Like... And Claire's like, the more the merrier. Like, it's all good. Like, this is normal. And I like that about that. For the show that takes the heavy issues and doesn't always do it right, Mm -hmm. I was glad that they didn't make it a bigger deal than what it was because that's usually how things are more accepted is when it's just normalcy, right? Yeah. No, I I just looked up because, like, thinking about, like, lesbians on TV. Yeah. Um, like Ellen hadn't come out yet and that was a huge deal. And I'm pretty sure like it was either like she was already knew her show was ending before she even did it. Mm. And like, there are plenty of, you know, other people that it was like acknowledged, but they never actually came out and said it. Right. And so like 90210, yeah. Ahead of the curve Mm -hmm. of being like, look, lesbians, we're all fine. Right. Everyone move on. Right. Like the only other one I can think of around that time was friends in the first season. Yeah. They had, um, Carol and I'm blanking on her name. I am too. Susan. Yes. Carol and Susan's wedding. But what's interesting is you literally never, ever see them kiss. Like there was not a kiss on screen. Yeah. And the whole, you know, thing about that was to make a joke about how Ross didn't realize that his wife is a lesbian or like turned his wife into a lesbian or like, like it was all kind of to emasculate Ross a little bit and like really make a joke of it. For sure. For sure. I mean, kudos to having a, a lesbian wedding on TV. Oh, yeah. But you don't let them kiss, and it's a plot device. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so no one's perfect. No one's perfect, but we're trying. <laughs> yes. The 90s tried. Yes. And I'm glad I'm. Uh, there's beauty in the attempt at times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, and again, like, the fuse keeps blowing, the music stops, they're all like, power, power. <laughs> And then, yeah, Griffin is very, like, I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And just, like, being all grumpy and, like, 
not. I feel like this is very, like, not letting the help tell him anything. Ugh, yeah. But, like, I only, I think I really think that because we're supposed to hate Griffin. Exactly. Like, again, you had him fly Donna to a remote island to trap her for sex. And then you're like, but in case you didn't hate him enough, here you go. Exactly. And I'm at least glad there's no, like, ifs, ands, or buts about this, right? There's no confusing what our attitude should be toward Griffin because he is just awful. He is the worst. Yeah, he's awful the entire episode. Um, And while he's worrying about the fuse, um, Val and Steve go upstairs and find two random people throwing water balloons outside <laughs> i know i love it like the the window's barely open which i assume is like something to you know make sure they could pick up the sound or whatever but yep. like it's barely open and they're just like side pitching water balloons out the window and they're like what it's fun i was like who are you yeah who invited you where did you get the balloons <laughs> who are you throwing them at like why yeah and then, like, Val's like, oh, my God, I didn't even know this room existed. And starts making out with Steve. And Steve's like, we can't start something we can't finish. And she's like, oh, we're going to finish it. Yeah, because she's – well, and also Steve's like, Valerie, you're not wearing any underwear. And I'm like, whoa, Steve, where's your hand? Because <laughs> we just see them from, like, bust up, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and he says it so casually. He's like, Valerie. <laughs> I'm sorry, but um, have you noticed that you didn't wear underwear today? <laughs> oh my god, what if that was actually what he meant? Where he was like, "I need to make sure that like, did did you forget? Yeah, was this intentional or did you forget something? Where did you lose them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he he literally says, "We can't start something that we don't intend to finish," and she's like. Oh, I'm a strong finisher. I'm like, whoa. Right? <laughs> you guys need to calm down. <laughs> but at the same time, like, they have chemistry. They do. Like, they're that's the thing. You put two charming people in one scene together. This is what baffles me about chemistry, though, is like, what if they only have chemistry with each other? Like, you know, it's highly possible that, like, you just end up not having chemistry with other people and then you just have it just flies off the screen Mm -hmm. with others and they have insane chemistry and it's a beautiful thing to see but valerie don't do this to him i swear if she hurts steve i know i will fight her i feel like she's going to it's her mo i right and like again there's a downside of watching a show that you know has five more seasons and happened like 30 years ago like We've picked up on this show by now being, you know, almost halfway into the fifth season that, like, she is going to hurt him. Yeah. This is going to blow up. Mm-hmm. They're going to separate. Mm-hmm. Maybe they get back together a third time. Right. But, like, no, this is not going to last. And it is not going to be, like, some easy mutual, like, this didn't work out. Right. Right. Because that's the thing is, like, there's only so many times little ripples can be placed in this group of friends. Like, mm-hmm. at some point, you got to think. Some of them aren't going to be in the friend group anymore because especially with the way that they all date each other. Yeah. Like it makes a lot of sense that Brenda left. Right. For sure. Anywho. So also something that I forgot to mention before um, we talked about Val and Steve going upstairs. Munce really wanted to ask this one girl to dance and that girl, I think it was Allison. Yeah, it was Allison. She 
wanted to ask Claire to dance and you can tell she's a little uncomfortable by it but she's just like why don't we all go dance and like I feel like that's a good way to get out of that situation because Mm -hmm. you you just instead of saying no and for any reason you're just like let's go together and like let's have fun as friends and like all that kind of stuff so I'm not mad about that yeah no I really I love I love a lot of Claire in this episode because yeah she is that and then I think like the next scene we really see afterwards is Kelly coming over to say goodbye to them and she's yeah. like so pissed off that Brandon didn't show up and Claire's like you don't have to worry about Brandon straying trust me mm-hmm. I was like oh yeah you would know I do actually kind of forget most of the time that they were a thing <laughs> yeah like oh, man the amount of times that she was just like obsessed about Brandon what I'm curious about they just thought of is whether or not it's ever going to come back into play that she was telling her dad earlier in this season that she and Brandon were dating. Uh, oh, yeah, because when Quintero yeah. was there. And she brought Brandon to it, and yep. like uh, Chancellor makes some comment about it, and Brandon's like, what was that? And Claire's like, I don't know, let's go. Yeah, don't worry about it, bye. <laughs> <laughs> that like, is interesting, yeah. Like, because has he met David, the Chancellor? I have no idea. Mm. I don't remember. Maybe that's where they get their drama from, because we haven't seen them have drama yet. Oh, man. <laughs> I just, I don't know. David seems pretty harmless when you meet him. Yeah. So, like, I can't imagine Chancellor being like, he's not good for you. Right, right. I think it's going to be more like, David's going to be like, wait, what? You told him what? I, why not yeah. me? And he's hurt that maybe she was embarrassed by him or something. Yeah. I don't know. Which, oh, yep. David, don't be, don't be sad. Like, I'm not mad at David this season. This is, like, the first time I haven't been mad at him in a while. No, I've definitely realized that, like, I think most of what I hated about David was the very beginning when they Mm -hmm. tried to make him annoying little brother, but he Mm -hmm. was just, like, super skeevy. Mm -hmm. And then he and Donna should never be together. Yeah. Which, yeah, I know. (laughs) I know. You're going to be disappointed. I'm going to be so mad. (laughs) Like, I'm pretty sure I know, like, the show finale. Yeah. And I'm going to be so mad. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. We have a long way to go. <laughs> I was like, there could be some some more character development, yeah. and it could be the thing of, like, you needed some time apart in order sure. to be better together. For sure. You gotta be happy with yourself before you're happy with somebody else. And David was very unhappy with himself mm-hmm. as a virgin. <laughs> yeah. And as a meth user. Ooh. But, um, anyway. So, yeah. Kelly attempts to go leave, and she's like, mm, gotta go potty. smart you should always use the bathroom before you get in a car you never know what traffic is gonna be like exactly so she's like okay i'll go upstairs and oh man there's a long line allison's in line too and i did love the comment that was like why does it always feel like um like we're always waiting in lines and she's just like because we are and it's like so true like how much time in our lives are we just spent in a line yeah i mean just think of like disney world alone but then just bathroom lines and to like go into a, a sporting event and yeah wild I don't know why it just like made me start thinking about lines it was just like very like philosophical moment <laughs> yeah no I like it made me think of all of the times that I've like gone to bars and had to wait in lines yeah. or like drunk Ariel makes a lot of friends in line and it's just like <laughs> do you just want to go to the bathroom together we'll just both go into the stall together it'll be faster it's not faster <laughs> I don't know why I do it but I love making friends funny it's not faster <laughs> But, I mean, to be fair, Kelly makes a friend in line and takes Allison with her to go to the bathroom. That's right, because Kelly's like, there's a secret bathroom. <laughs> and so they go down and don't find the bathroom. They're just 
in a movie room. I I also love this idea that like Steve has managed to keep all of the other bathrooms secret. There yeah. is one bathroom in this giant house. <laughs> Five bedrooms, one bathroom. Good luck. God. That would be like a Beverly Hills thing to do. It's like have a house with like all these rooms and just one bathroom, just one. Yeah, and then yeah, we have secret bathroom in a soundproof movie uh theater which would be so awesome to have though right i do love that they go down there and they start talking about like films in the 30s and kelly is like oh my god this could have been the first place that gone with the wind premiered and i was like no this is a rich man with a movie theater in his basement (laughs) kelly kelly come on (laughs) why would they not premiere that at an actual movie theater yeah he's got five chairs yeah you know (laughs) yeah there's like the chinese theater is like Right down the street from We've you seen it. Yeah. <laughs> they went on a tour. Exactly. Oh, man. That's so funny. But yeah, they're there and they actually vibe pretty well together. I was like, Allison, I don't know you, but I like you. And you and Kelly are vibing right now. I swear to God, I thought they were going to kiss. I did too. And I thought Kelly would have been open to it. Right? I was like, honestly, like... We've done the whole, you know, Dylan and Brenda thing where they both cheated on each other at the same time. Yes. Oh, my God, true. Could you imagine my, my little heart if they made Kelly a lesbian? Oh. If she dumped Brandon for a girl? <laughs> Is Brandon Ross? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because, like, ugh, Kelly oh needs God, to I explore her Brandon... bisexuality. Oh, please. If only. I would have loved that. I would have died. Ugh. I can't sit here. I want to daydream too much about it. I know. I'm like, well, <laughs> the thing is, like, the show goes wild after this because literally like all of these fuses that Garvin's been putting in Mm -hmm. pop and explode and a fire starts and it literally like it just goes fast like yeah the they're you know the fire gets started months goes he tries to open the door there's a giant fire he starts screaming everyone's running out of the house they're trying so hard to like get people going in like an orderly fashion Mm -hmm. and not tripping all over each other and then like thank god people upstairs are hearing about it and Ray is polar opposite of Griffin, like, helping yeah. save people get out of this place. And, like, even, you know, Val and Steve are still going at it in this other room. And, like, a giant piece of wood or whatever, you know, falls down and blocks their path. And they're all scared of getting caught on fire. And so Ray goes and, like, finds them a blanket and gets it wet so that they can run under the fire. Mm-hmm. No, he went in very, like protect mode yeah he went in like savior mode and i loved it yeah it was a good look sorry my favorite part of this episode were just all of the little fire safety moments that i had completely forgotten that i learned in elementary school like like block the door so Mm -hmm. smoke doesn't come under yeah get things wet yeah it's harder for to catch wet and like yeah and it'll like cover your mouth with it and whatever it's like waterboard yourself temporarily don't (laughs) breathe in smoke it's totally fine (laughs) Well, one thing I thought was interesting, though, because you mentioned all those fire safety tips, but then they're, like, touching doorknobs and stuff. Yeah. You know? I was like, whoa, wait. No, 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 no. Back of your hand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and what's wild, too, is, like, even the door that months opens should have been very hot. But it's like, oh, what's behind this door? Fire! Like, it just escalates out of nowhere, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It was, like, contained until he let all that air in, and then it just went wild. I would say that's called, like, the flashpoint or something, when you open the door and all the air rushes in, and then the fire can just, like, go. Because that's why, like, 
sometimes when people are trapped, like, you can't open the doors to let them out because if you do, the room will explode and they will die anyway. Ugh. Yeah. Fire is scary, man. Fire is terrifying. And I got to be honest, like, when Ray took that blanket and, like, dipped it in the punch, my first thought was, like, are we positive there's no alcohol in there? Right, right. Like, there's, like, some sort of accelerant or something that could... Which even, like... A super sugary punch, I feel mm-hmm. like, is probably not the safest thing. But, like, I mean, he's doing yeah. it. He's saving people. That's not the point. But, like, I got really scared at first where I was, like, somebody has probably, like, spiked the punch. Oh, yeah. And that's that's dangerous. Well, and Muntz is running around. He's like, this is like something in a disaster movie. <laughs> yeah. Muntz. Leave it to Muntz. Like a disaster almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and like, then Griffin just bails? Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm going to go talk. And then he just leaves. And I'm like... Bruh, so many people can say you were there. Yeah. Like, it would be something if just Steve could say it, but right. Steve, Val, Muntz, all of these people. Uh, Eduardo, was mm-hmm. that his name? Mm-hmm. Like, all of these people can say you were there. So, like, now you're going to get charged with, like, fleeing the scene of a crime. Right. Right. Uh, Ugh. And then, yeah, Allison and Kelly are downstairs, and Kelly's like, oh, my God, do you smell smoke? And yeah, she touches the doorknob. It's really hot. They run into the bathroom. That's where Allison says... That she was in the volunteer fire department, so she knows, like, you have to get things wet and stick it under the door, mm-hmm. which I just love the idea that Allison is a firefighter. Me too. Like, <laughs> I am already into the idea of Allison and Kelly, and then she's a firefighter. I'm just like, oh, hello, Allison. She just needs, like, an axe to put, like, oh, my God. <laughs> Could you imagine if, like, she had figured out how to get them out and she just carries Kelly oh out? Bridal style. Yeah. Like- <laughs> oh, my God. Her own hero. I would so love cute. It. They would have to date if Allison saved her life. Like oh, that. I mean, Allison saved her life right here. Right. So I feel like they have to date. Yeah, they definitely do. No, the only thing that is like, like Kelly starts having a panic attack. Allison's calming her down, and then the end of it got a little, like, a little too introspective. Where Allison starts praying and is like, "Kelly, pray with me." Yeah, and I was like. You don't know about Kelly. Don't, like, yeah. ask her to pray Catholic prayers with you. Yeah. yeah. Which is fine. I think that's my own personal thing. Well, and that's fine. Yeah, because it's, like, that's a common thing to do when you're in, like, a yeah. stressful situation is to, like, lean on something that mm-hmm. might help you get through it. But, yeah, I mean, to your point, it's, like, don't mm, – Kelly may not want to. We can pray silently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pray in your heart. Yeah. Yeah, like I kind of, like I completely agree with all of that, but at the same time, just having some words to say and True. feeling like that's you're doing something besides True. fucking panicking in that situation. Good point. That's, I just that's love point. Allison. Yeah, I love I like Allison. Allison. Like her outfit too. Like I've worn that outfit <laughs> like so many times. I'm just like your style. I like you. She also gives off a um, uh, um, Carrie Russell vibe with the Ooh, hair, yeah. like very Felicity. I can see it. In this look. And I, I, yeah. Yeah. Allison's cool. Yeah. But then it ends with a cliffhanger because the firefighters break down the door into the the other side where they're like the theater outside the bathroom. And they're like, we're trying to get to you, you know, get down to the ground so you don't inhale the smoke. And like the effects of the fire, like mm. setting the door on fire. And then it just, executive producer Charles Rosen. Yep. We get a cliffy. Oh my gosh. I think, so my prediction, because I don't remember, my prediction is that they're both going to be fine. Like, they're saved. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not going to, I don't think they would kill Allison. 
Oh my god, can you imagine the bury your gaze trope? Oh gosh. Oh my god, but they made me love her, so now I'm afraid that they are gonna kill her. I didn't even think about it as I was until I was saying it, and then I'm like, oh my god, wait. Right? Because yeah. this is where it started. <laughs> yeah, cool. Because when I showed up earlier, like you were still watching the mm-hmm. episode, and like Nate made that comment about how Kelly has plot armor, and it didn't even occur to me that like Allison doesn't have plot armor. Yeah. Uh oh. Did I just manifest this? Oh. I refuse to be- no. I refuse to believe it. They're gonna be fine. Yeah. They're gonna like have to go to the hospital for like smoke inhalation or something. Maybe some burns. Yeah. I think we're gonna pick up next episode with them in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Val has told Brandon, so like the first thing we're gonna see is Brandon like running into the hospital mm-hmm. to find Kelly. Yep. Yep. That's a good prediction. Brandon's gonna cry. Oh. I, like actual tears. I kind of want him to. Right? I'm actually like real into that idea. Because like I really genuinely believe that he loves her. Oh, for sure. And of course he's going to feel guilty. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's going to so. feel so guilty. And like she's going to have to deal with it. Yep. Ooh, we are going to get some good character moments next episode. I yeah. hope so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, presumably it's an actual cliffhanger and it's not just going to pick up the next time and be like, man, it's a good thing we're all fine <laughs> from the fire. Man, wasn't that fire wild? <laughs> like, we're going to go to another concert, actually. Bye. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Could you imagine? So I don't actually think I wrote down any quotes this time. Um. Yeah, the only ones, so I wrote down when... Oh, I know my quote. I didn't write it down, but I know what it is. Um. Yeah, okay. So I wrote down when... Brandon and Kelly first go to the beach apartment. Kelly's like, Brandon can't go to the rave with us because he's going to go see Emily Valentine. And David goes, wasn't that that fire starter girl? <laughs> and then Brandon just looks at him and goes, you slay me, Silver, and yeah. then walks away. <laughs> he did say that. Brandon loves to just like not actually respond. Yeah. Yeah. He just keeps moving on. I know. He just, he loves his little like mic drop moments where he's just like, you slay me, Silver, and then pieces out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, the other one was Steve being like, you're slick, S-L-I-C-K. That's it. That's it. Because that was, like, more a moment than a quote, but definitely my favorite. Yeah. If I did a moment of the week, it would be that. Definitely. It was so cute. I have moments of the week. Yes. I don't have any quotes, though. Um, pine cones for Cindy. First oh, of course. All. Obviously. Just the perfect little foreshadowing because they're for starting fires. Right. There's so much fire mentioned in the episode. We should have known there was going to be an actual fire. Yeah. And then um, just the moment with Brandon and Emily where she's like, I don't want to say goodbye just because I wrote a really similar scene in my fanfic. And Aww. I just, I love those types of weak moments and characters. Yeah. Because they just reveal a lot and yeah. I'm so ready for some angst. Oh, yeah. Well, and also it's kind of like the notebook when they're like in the rain and he's like it wasn't over it still isn't over and they just kiss and you're just like oh yeah let's do it <laughs> so yeah it's just like okay yeah give in to that feeling exactly yeah. and then feel really horrible about it later yeah because yeah have to deal with your fallout right delicious pain it's just <laughs> it's just good moments to have it's like so i mean it's painful if you're in the moment but if you're watching it on tv it's brilliant like it just you're right. It says so much about the characters, and it's just it it allows the actors the space to play, mm-hmm. and I love that. Yeah. Well, and like, yeah, this whole episode, I was just like, no, Emily, get away from Brandon. Don't mm-hmm. do it. And then like, he doesn't want to go away either. And I'm like, oh my god, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. No, Brandon, don't. <laughs> just spending the whole episode just being like, it's over between us, and that's fine. 
And then they just fucking make out. Yeah. They're like, and presumably bang. Yeah. Presumably. Yeah, I feel like we have to assume they bang. Yeah. Like they're at, a, they're at her hotel. Yeah. yeah. And, and they, they have just, before. Yeah. 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 And they're not saying goodbye. So exactly. What, what, what else could be next? Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I also loved after they like, after Brandon does the whole, you slay me silver and they go into Kelly's room and they like argue about oh, it a little yeah. bit, but then they go to like make out and Brandon sits on the pine cone. Mm-hmm. I guess there's just a gift bag full of pine cones. Because <laughs> of course Cindy <laughs> gift wrapped the pine cones. Does the beach house even have a fireplace? She said oh. it did. And I feel like I didn't question it in the moment, but I couldn't like, if I'm thinking of it in my head, I couldn't place it. But I'm also really struggling with this set because like, at first they just painted that one wall and then like all the walls got painted with the mm-hmm. like splotchy look. And now there's like, a computer in the middle of the mm-hmm. place in a corner that I thought was not big enough for a computer. I also thought that was where the couch was. I thought that was like <laughs> right next to like where their little kitchen bar oh, yeah. is. And like I feel like my brain is just filling in this blank. But I want to say there might have been a fireplace behind David's piano when he had that piano. I think yeah, you're right. Okay. But I don't even know where that piano is. Right. Oh, wait, he well, he's rented. Out, right? He rented it. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, he, yeah okay. he just so it's in. wherever he lives now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, I need I need someone to give me a floor plan uh-huh. of the beach apartment because I swear to God they were using two doors to come in because they had the front door oh. and then they had the door for their patio, but then they got moved up to a second floor at some point. So now they only have the one door, but like the hallways still don't make sense to me. Mm. And we know it's a real set because like. It's an actual building. Like, people have yeah. sent us pictures of, like, here's me at the beach apartment. Exactly. Like, so it, was, it wasn't just a soundstage, like, set. It was an actual on location. But it's, like, I'm pretty sure – I don't remember if I told you this, but, like, I'm pretty sure I found a blog where somebody, like, went to the Walsh house and was just, like, can we come in? And the guy was, like, yeah, sure, whatever. And the staircase in real life is, like, flipped. Whoa. Yeah. They had, like, built a fake staircase to, like, I don't know. Make it make sense, I guess. Yeah. Huh. Weird. Right? It's like movie magic. Yeah. TV magic. Yeah. No, it's like, so apparently in an upcoming um, <laughs> episode of Legends, Nick Zano hurt his eye, like almost lost an, an eye. Oh my like, gosh. in real life. And so apparently one of the episodes, you primarily only see him like facing one way and they're like i really hope people don't notice but at one point tala who is one one of his scene partners was like it was really weird at one point you were like talking to me but i was over here and so you had to keep looking this way (laughs) what i i just read that in um i think it was return of the king while they were filming lord of the rings like a bunch of them went surfing or something and Vigo Mortensen got hit in the eye. And so he just had a giant black eye. And they were like, we were really struggling to cover it. So there's just like a ton of scenes in Return of the King where you only see the left side of his face because they were just like, we didn't know what to do yeah. with his face. Yeah. Like he couldn't, like Nick Zano couldn't wear an eye patch on camera. Yeah. So. <laughs> like make him get hit in the face by something. Like it's a fighting movie. True. But I guess he can't be not pretty. Well, and I guess the thing is, like, you're not filming sequentially. Oh, So if he got hit in the face, then, like, all of a sudden you're putting it on your makeup team to have to match his bruises. True. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, I read that and I was like, all of that makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. So now, like, I don't have three and a half hours to go watch Return of the King, but I want to watch it to be like, that's where he has a bruise. That's where he has a bruise. That's where he has a bruise. 
I can't wait to see the episode where Nick Sano's just like faced one way the entire time. I just, I also feel like in Legends, they could have just been like, he did something stupid. True. But I, I wonder if like, same thing, like either filming sequentially or yeah, there was like a, a continuity thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is weirdly an episode where he does wear an eye patch, but I think it was before the injury. So it's like, could you have just done that again? But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Movie magic. TV magic. Love it. None of those are 90210. No. <laughs> um, so yeah, what is, do you have season five, episode 14? Yes. It is called, no, I don't to click that. Oh, reload. Um, we, next week, season five, episode 14 is called Injustice for All. Injustice for All. I mean, there's got, like... There's got to be some fallout with Kelly and Brandon. It's got to be something where, like, Stevens up having to take the fall for this party, mm, even yep. though it's not just him. Yeah. Because yeah. Griffin bailed. Right. That's a good point. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's not a wild guess. I feel like that's exactly what we're going to have next mm-hmm. week. But we will find out then. Yep. And until then, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at back to Podcast. You can also shoot us over an email, um, any of your thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, any of that at backtopodcast at gmail.com. That's B-A-C-K-T-O podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to go into your podcast app and rate, review, subscribe, share it with all your friends, do all the little buttony things that you can do in there. Um, All that stuff really helps us get seen. It helps us build a community. Then other people can reach out to us and we can just build conversation. So we'd really appreciate if you did that. And until next week, from all of us at Back to Podcast, I'm Cindy's Pinecones. <laughs> I'm months opening a door and just screaming. And I don't want to say goodbye, so I won't. Bye. See ya.